introduce Jeremy Belk. Jeremy's a seminarian for the Archdiocese of Hartford. He goes to school in Providence with Colin, and so uh, he was able to join us. They have their President's Day weekend, uh, and so Jeremy actually has a special place in my heart because he's the first seminarian who entered with me as vocation director uh, from kind of start to finish. And so, uh, Jeremy, welcome to St. Francis. It's such a joy to have you with us today. Um, So my friends, Jesus says uh, in our gospel today, uh, we have what's called the Sermon on the Plain. It mirrors the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, It's probable these were two different sermons. He gave the Sermon on the Mount. uh, You know, he gave a lot of sermons, so some were on mountains, some were on plains. Luke accounts uh, this Sermon of our Lord taking place on a level ground, and it really sets the whole tone, and all of our readings really point to this. The reality is that as Christians, we live for something more. And that that should mark our life. It should be a characteristic of who we are. We live not for this world. That as Christians, we live for the kingdom of heaven. We live for eventual joy and paradise in heaven. And that we believe as Christians that this world is not all there is. Which is why those words of our Lord could be so much... I mean, we've heard them again and again and again. But when he would have said them on that mountain, they're like a punch in the face, right? Blessed are you who are poor. Really? Like, really? The poor? You're, the poor you're blessed? Yes. Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Not right here. You will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are weeping now, because you, you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you. Again, this is crazy. And we've heard it so much time, it's become just commonplace. Oh yeah, that's what Jesus said. Okay, no, it's a real thing. We as Christians have to live it radically. This is what our Lord means. That we live for Him. We put our trust in God. Today we read from Psalm 1. We heard Psalm 1, and it's kind of mirrored in the prophet Jeremiah. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Follows not the counsel of the wicked. Those who trust in the Lord are like a tree that's planted beside flowing water. That yields its fruit in due season. That's leaves never fade. Planted by a stream of water. That when we trust in God, that's what we are. Our, Our roots go deep into a stream of flowing water. And then no matter what comes, we won't perish. We won't be overcome. If we trust in God. If we trust in God, if we know that we live for our Lord entirely, this should mark us as Christians. This world is not all there is. St. Paul says, for, if, this life, for if, if for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are the most pitiable of people. If our Christianity is just about this life, Paul says we are the most pitiable of people. I wonder, you know, we should live our lives in such a way that they do not make sense without Jesus Christ. My life does not make sense without our Lord. And I wonder, and it's a good examination of conscience, does my life make sense without the Lord Jesus? Does it make sense? Would someone look at me and say, you know what, yep, whether God exists or not, Father Casey, he's living the good life. If they could say that, then I failed as a Christian. If they can say that about me, I have failed as a Christian. That should be true for every single one of us. If our life makes sense 
without Jesus Christ, then we failed. Then we failed. It's, it's we as Christians need to be people who are so radically converted to our Lord. Our lives don't make sense without him. Not even a little bit. We should be living this way every day. Every day. That what it makes, if God doesn't exist, what we're doing doesn't make any sense. Jesus follows up, and he does this uh, in this sermon from St. Luke uh, that he relates to us. He follows up the blessings here with woes. And I think that this is an important aspect because Jesus preached a lot of woe. You know, it's interesting. Jesus probably preached about hell more than any Catholic preacher I've ever heard, right? And he follows up with the woes that are real. And the way it's, you know, just take this. Woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. The more kind of appropriate way that you could render the Greek there is, you've gotten all you're going to get. Woe to you who are rich. You have gotten all you're going to get. If we put our trust in earthly riches, and then if we put our trust in earthly pleasures, if we put our trust in earthly joys, if we put our trust in earthly fame, that's rich filled now, laughing, and when all speak well of you, if we take those things as the source of our life, well, then we've received it all here in this life. And what a shame that would be for that to be said of a Christian. Again, I always use the example I use for any kind of earthly pleasure. It would be like a bacon cheeseburger, right? I love bacon cheeseburgers. But if that juicy, delicious bacon cheeseburger is it, If that's all, if our Lord says, woe to you, Father Casey, for that bacon cheeseburger, that's all you're going to get. Wow. Take it back, Lord, please. Like, really, though, if, if earthly pleasures, if earthly power, if earthly fame is all we're going to get, that stuff doesn't satisfy. It never has the ability to ultimately satisfy. One bacon cheeseburger won't make you happy. You're going to need two. Or three, again and again and again. Earthly power never satisfies. We see people who have power, what do they want? More power. More power. Earthly, you know, earthly fame. I'm famous, what do I want? I want more fame. I want to be more famous. I need to be, I need to keep working to include, to increase the image of my fame. No, these things don't satisfy us. And really, woe to us, our Lord says, if we put our trust in them. Woe to us if we say, look, because I have a gigantic bank account, I'm set. Woe to you, that's all you're going to have, ever, for all of eternity. Woe to you if I say, I got all the earthly pleasures in the world. Yes, woe to you, because that's all you're going to have, forever, for all of eternity, and it's going to end up being nothing. You've received your fill. Our Lord gives us the blessings and the woes. We as Christians need to live in such a way that our lives don't make sense without Jesus Christ. If I have all the money I could ever want, if I have all the earthly pleasure I could ever want, if I have all the fame and power I could ever want, my life, doesn't make se- my life would make sense if Jesus didn't exist. But if Jesus does exist, then that stuff doesn't make sense. Because we're called to follow the king of the entire universe our Lord Jesus Christ, and we give him everything. My friends, this is the radicality of the Christian religion. We belong to a radical religion, which calls us to live for the next world. 
It calls us to not put all of our faith, hope, and trust in this world, but rather to look forward to the next. To be blessed because we trust in the Lord. To be blessed because, yes, in this world we may be accounted poor. We may be hungry. We may weep. People may hate us. I think it was G.K. Chesterton who said, you know, we Christians, we're always getting into trouble for following our Lord, right? You follow our Lord enough, someone's going to hate you. It's going to happen. Okay, what blessed are you? If people hate you for following Jesus, they make fun of you for it, they criticize you for it, blessed are you. This is what our Lord promises us. We need to radically follow our Lord Jesus Christ. And so by his grace today, may we faithfully, radically follow him so that in all things we may be accounted his disciples and receive the rich blessings he, pl- he promises us in the world to come.